Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Ron Marshall, and I am a licensed practitioner at Heart and Soul, and I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within, so that it may be our guide during this time of change. So wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. It might help to uncross your arms and legs, clear your lap of any objects, and allow the chair and floor to support your back and feet. Also know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is safe and sacred space. So if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has happened up until this moment. Now join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Let's breathe in and release with a sigh. And just give thanks for the breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. And as we enter the stillness, I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do so, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor beneath. You might gently rub your palms together and begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating this safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the One. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Welcome to our Sunday service. We are so grateful to have you with us. Today is Sunday, May 2nd. My name is Sonia Russell. It is my great pleasure to welcome you. I am a proud, licensed practitioner and member here at Heart and Soul. And I have the great opportunity to let you know how you continue, you can continue to be engaged. I want to begin by letting you know that our theme for 2021 is Adventures in Faith Rise Up. We are getting deeply, deep into our daily read with Emmett Fox, and it is good, y'all. Make sure you're being about it around the year with Emmett Fox. We're inviting you to stay connected in all the ways that there are to stay connected, including visiting our website, heartsoulcenter.org, following us on Facebook, subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Instagram and on Twitter, and checking in with us on all the ways in which you podcast. I want to let you know that at the at the end of our service, you will have the opportunity to give in community, but you can give anytime by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash give or texting to give at 510-500-5849. We also want to make sure that you sign up for our recap so that you get any sort of opportunities to be engaged or videos right in your email box. You can sign up for that at heartsoulcenter.org slash sign up. I want to make sure that you know that our community affirmation continues to support us. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners continue to support us weekly, and that's every Monday at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time with our book study for Around the Year with Emmett Fox. It's a great opportunity to be connected. You can join by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review. 
and Imagining Justice is happening on Wednesdays, hosted by Valerie Joy Fidmont and David Walker. This is a great opportunity for us to dive into a world that works for everyone. This week, we are in Sacred Conversations, Healing Spirituality with Heart and Soul's Health and Well-Being Circles. You can join by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash imaginingjustice, or you can dial in by calling 669-900-6833. The meeting ID is 432-392-400. And because, family, it is the first Sunday of the month, it is my great pleasure to welcome our Prayer and Care Village. My name is Felicia Williams Cozy. I'm a licensed practitioner at Heart and Soul Center of Light and a proud co-lead of our Prayer and Care Village. On first Sundays, we have an opportunity to come to you to let you know a little bit about who we are what we do and how to contact us. We believe in the power of prayer and we know that prayer works. Our prayer and care ministry is here to support you during times of challenge and change, as well as to celebrate with you during times of joy. We believe in the power of prayer and we're here to remind you that we're in this love together and you are not alone. We offer laser prayer, which is confidential, short, intentional, and focused prayer to support you in your intention and to align with you in knowing the truth of your highest and best. We offer group prayer every Sunday, 10 minutes following the Sunday service, and on 7 a.m. on Wednesday mornings that give you an opportunity to pray in areas such as health and healing, love, relationship, prosperity, divine guidance, divine right action, and so much more. Our Power of Prayer podcast is also available to you 24-7, and you can find us on your favorite podcast platform, such as Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. We're also really excited to announce our new phone-in prayer line where you can call at any time of day or night from any time zone and a prayer facilitator will return your call and pray with you within 24 hours. Another way we celebrate with you on First Sundays is a celebration of birthdays. So if you're having a birthday in the month of May, this is our wish for you. As you celebrate this month of May with the joyous light and expansion that comes with spring, we offer this affirmation to you. I am the brilliant illumination of God. I am open, receptive, and able to receive the highest and best. And so it is. And from heart and soul center of light, we say to you, Beloved, you are the beloved of God. We behold your greatness this day. And we wish for you abundant love, prosperity, peace, joy, and all good things. We love you 
We appreciate you and we thank God for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Dr. Felicia, happy birthday, May babies. We are grateful that you were born. Ah, family, now is our time to take a moment to remind ourselves of our vision. At heart and soul, this vision was revealed before we became a church in any configuration. And so we like to make sure that we continue to allow ourselves to be grounded in it. And so together, we are a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable, positive difference on the planet. And so it is. Oh, and so family, I invite you to take a moment to find your breath. Simply allowing ourselves to come fully present to this moment. Putting down the morning, leaving it in the past where it belongs. And giving no concern to everything that has to happen in the rest of the day. Trusting that it will unfold perfectly. Knowing that right here, right now, this moment is all we have. This present moment, as we are touching and agreeing and remembering to remember that God is, that we are, and that all is well. I know, and I know that I know that there is only one life, and that that life is God's life, and that life is perfect. It is my life and the life of every person within the sound of my voice and beyond. It is the life of all seven billion of us on the planet, breathing, knowing, trusting, Seven billion ways to experience joy and peace. Seven billion ways to know love, to know God. Seven billion ways to simply be. I know that without exception and regardless of appearances, God is always working, always unfolding, always available, closer to us than our very breath. 
I rest, rule, and abide in this knowing. My faith in God is unwavering. And so it is from this place that I speak this word on behalf of my beloved heart and soul center of light community. Knowing, trusting that the goodness of God is continuing to be revealed in every aspect of our lives. That we are knowing divine health and wellness with bodies that are strong and flexible, where we know perfect assimilation, perfect circulation, and perfect elimination. I know that our lives are blessed with relationships where we are seen, where we feel safe, where we feel heard, where we know comforts. I am knowing that we have abundance and we experience it in every facet of our lives and that we know prosperity and that we have money to spend, save, and share. And I know, and I know that I know that the goodness of God is present in our lives as peace, as love, as kindness and compassion. And so I give thanks. I give thanks in heart and soul. Center of Light continues to be the place that allows us to have the confidence, the courage to stand, to proclaim that love is the answer. I give thanks that we come together in like minds and like hearts, committed to being the change that we want to see on the planet. Committed to knowing that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Remembering that God is that we are and all is truly well. And so I give thanks for all that heart and soul is and endeavors to be. I give thanks for this moment, this opportunity to speak this word and to know this truth. I give thanks for every heart and hand that supports this ministry, our practitioners, our ministers, our board. I give thanks for our beloved Reverend Andriette for being consistent and loving and powerful and vulnerable and unapologetically grounded in integrity and principle. I am grateful, family, today and every day for the good sense to be grateful. And it is in this perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law, knowing that it is done and done well in God, accepting it as so not only because I speak this word, but because I know it to be written on our hearts. And so we allow it to be so now and forever. And so it is. Ah, family. What a blessing to be with you all, as always. God, I miss you guys so much. But as I allow myself to be present, I know that wherever I am, I am in the queendom of heaven, and that's what matters. So I'm being present, present here in Miami as I celebrate loveisloveworldwide.com. Check it out. 24 hours, 24 regions, 400 artists. It's incredible what we can do when we are present and available to just love on each other. That's what I'm practicing right now. I know that you are doing the same. Yeah, yeah. Be
and soul. So that was Jen Johns with V Here Now. And that's a, that's a powerful invitation, if you will, to remind us that there really is something about grounding ourselves in present time in this very moment. Even in our meditation, we heard practitioner Ron Marshall say, that I am as I have been. I am as I am right now. And I am as I will be. Simultaneously. So that there is this experience of us being and us having an awareness that in this now moment, it's all happening. My past is present. My future is unfolding, that it's all in this now moment. So this is truly an adventure in faith. Yes, heart and soul. Um, I, so, you know, if anything, um, sometimes I feel that maybe I should, 
I should offer an excuse, I guess, really is what it amounts to. I was trying to choose other wording. But if you're like just joining us for the very first time, thank you for being here. If you have been with us just consistently across time, then what you will realize is that there are those uh, slides and images and uh, quotes and concepts that I will repeat from time to time and ongoingly. And I just blame it on the trainer in me. Y'all know that my corporate background was training. And so part of training and teaching is the repetition. So just we're just going to pretend like that's what it is. We're just going to act like that's exactly how I got here. So on this adventure in faith, um, let me just say that, that I'm on one. And so a lot of what happens on a Sunday morning is born out of the experience of my adventure in faith. So look at here. Very often on Sunday mornings, um, you know, I'm playing whatever my heart is open to. You know, there's something that I ask Alexa to play while I'm busy doing my, my morning routine. So I have already prepped the talk, if you will, and I'm just wanting to be energetically present to the, the flow, energetically present to the flow so I can be in whatever is next however I'm called to be. And so this morning, and it's not unusual for me to go to the rock. That's not unusual at all for me because there's, there's something about the song and the lyrics that really get me there. It, it's part of my preparation, if you will, on occasion. Sometimes it's something else. Sometimes it's, um, you know, there's a whole playlist that's a part of the opportunity. And um, today, though, it was me asking Alexa to just repeat that. Just repeat that. And then I began to imagine that she just decided, you know what, I'm just going to repeat it for her because she just keep asking for this. But what my experience was in the song is this awareness. You know, last week, I kind of was out there. I, I found myself out on the limb, and it felt like without a, a net or just out there. And really challenging my own concept and, and challenging yours as well, our beliefs around heaven and hell. And how we see that, how we feel it, how we integrate it in our lives. And so as I, my thought was that this was a bit of a part two because I thought, you know, maybe I had a little more work that I ought to do around that with y'all. And then really kind of clarifying some of the stuff I said. But then as I was listening and singing along to I Go to the Rock, I got another insight. I got an insight that that the lyrics in I Go to the Rock are really supporting me in my understanding of how it is truly done unto me as I believe, which is why we got to get this thing straight about what do we believe about heaven and what do we believe about hell? What do we believe about our lives? What do we believe about where we are? What do we believe about who we are? What do we believe about whose we are? What do we believe? Because why? It is truly done unto us as we are believing. As I yet believe, my life unfolds. I am who I have been. I am who I am now. I am who I will be based on what 
I believe. What did the master teacher, Yeshua, that the world ultimately came to call Jesus? It is done unto you as you believe. So look, some of the lyrics that I just, you know, I know a lot of you know the song and could, you know, sing it right here for us. This notion of where it begins, and I was listening to Whitney Houston sing it, and she begins it, and I don't know the musical term, but it's almost as if she's just talking about it. She begins very, very soft. Her, her tone and, and, and volume is very soft as she asks, where do I go when there's nobody else to turn to? Well, you see, that depends on what you believe, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to work with us with this. Where you go depends on what you believe. Who do I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Now, I know some of you just, you just going to make them listen. That's what you do. I just, I need to talk, and so you're going to listen. But there's a larger question and a greater opportunity. There's a deeper place where I think we, we could go if we wanted to, but where we go depends on what you believe. Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? Dare I say it again? It depends on what you believe, where you go, who you mess with, where you lean. I go to the rock the rock of my salvation. And then it, it occurred to me, and I think probably part of my favorite line is, I run to the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. Now, that's a belief. There's no reason to believe that any of us are literally putting on our running shoes and running up to a mountain and that that's going to make the difference. I don't think there's a one of us that believes that. We know it's a metaphor. We know it's an idea that I go to a stable place. I go to a place that is established. And, but you see, what's established in you is a function of what you believe. I'm trying to get there that anything we're going to be up to has everything to do with what we believe. So I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. That is me believing that's, that that's a safe place. That's me believing. Because somebody could say there's lions and tigers and bears, oh my, up on the mountain. But somebody else would say that's a place of refuge. I go to the mountain. And they're thinking metaphorically that I go to a higher place in consciousness. That I go to a place where, where I can be higher in consciousness, where it's quieter. Because the higher you go in consciousness, the more space there is, so to speak. Now, you understand this is all metaphorical. There is no place in consciousness. There's, consciousness does not have an address. But when you are, when you are claiming, when you are at a point in consciousness where it's cleared out. You see, that's what we hope to accomplish in the meditation, is that you, that you could sit in the spaciousness where your, where your thoughts fall away, where your concerns and your, your challenges fall away, that where they don't have prime real estate, where they're not lighting up your brain waves. Does, 
I hope that makes sense. Does any of that make sense for y'all? Tell that do put it in the chat so they can single so they can signal me if this isn't making sense. But the idea here is that we are up to something intentionally, but we may not be able to access it. See, there's there's a dream in your life. There's a there's a your heart's desire is awaiting the opportunity to unfold as your life according to what you believe. See, if you believe that there's nobody to talk to, and so there you go. Can't do it, can't be it, can't have it. Because there was nobody for me to talk to. Now, you know that's some of our story. We grew up believing that there was nobody there for us in the ways that we needed. So now if somebody sees the family picture and, and a photograph and, and, and if they grew up with you, they may challenge it. They're like, I was over at that house. She had all kind of people. There were siblings. There were parents. There were extended family. But you see, if you feel you don't have anybody to talk to, if you feel you don't have anywhere to go that's safe, then you don't. Why? Because it's done unto you as you are believing that. As you're believing that, the possibilities are invisible to you. And there's always something. There's always the mountain. There's all, but I, that's just my favorite line in the, sun, in the song. I run to the mountain. And the mountain stands by me. I hurry up and get to wherever it is I need to get in order for me to have the kind of peace that is required in order to have the harvest that I intended. So I, I get that I am maybe overloading you with metaphors at this point. Just know I'm not done yet. That this, this notion of taking personal responsibility, being aware that in any given moment, it's not enough. In fact, it's irrelevant. And I don't mean any offense as I say this to anyone who is, who is challenged with family and perceptions of family and who's doing what or who's not doing what. I, under, I overstand. I absolutely overstand. Here's what I got to tell you. Each of us is responsible for what we believe. You know, Ernest Holmes offered us that, that clarity by reminding us that what we think are our barriers are but thoughts. So they're not barriers in themselves. They're what we're believing about it. We're believing that that, that situation at home, that situation at school, that situation wherever kept us from our good. You got to know by now that for somebody else, those situations similar to yours, and often you say, Lord, that's even worse. That was somebody else's motivation. That was what they cite is the reason that they got up and got it done. The homelessness is what stops somebody 
stop them in their tracks. The homelessness is exactly what propelled somebody else. It's done unto you as we, it's done unto all of us as we believe. And look at here, I, I, James Baldwin, who offered us that any real change and on this adventure in faith, there's going to be change. There's going to be change. For real, for real, for real, there's going to be change. And the greater your prayer, like the bigger your vision, the, the, the more expansive your intention, the more change there's going to be. And dare I say, this change, your prayer, your vision for your life is going to rock your world. That's what James Baldwin is saying. That whatever that is, that change that you're praying for, and can it be different, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes, that is rocking your world. That very prayer, it doesn't just imply the breakup of the world, it ensures the breakup of the world as you've known it. It's just that in our ignorance, we aren't thinking about the consequences. We, I, I've said over and over and over, y'all know that, that everybody wants the wings of the butterfly and don't nobody want to be in the cocoon. But there's no getting there. There's no getting to the beauty of the butterfly. That we all are in awe. A butterfly comes and it lights there. We just, we stop the conversation. Oh, the butterfly. But none of us, none of us, I've never come across anybody who had the same response to the caterpillar. Or the cocoon. Just, oh my goodness, the cocoon. But there's no getting to this. To the awe-inspiring experience of being in the presence of a butterfly without having the caterpillar experience and the cocoon experience. The chrysalis, the full process, is what we're talking about. He says, James Baldwin reminds us that it's the loss of all that gave us identity. That's who we think we are. I am who I have been. <laughs> I am who I am now, and I am who I will be. It's all that gave us identity across that continuum of who and whose and what we think we are, where we think we're going, if we're going to get there, what makes it safe for us. As for me and my house, I run to the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. That means, if translation for me, I do my practice. So I might slip up and have not done it, but I feel my world's not working. I had a, um, a training experience. I was leading a, a team, a statewide team, and in this particular time, there was something going on. Um, and I was working in San Francisco. There was something going on so that all the flights had been delayed. And so when the folks, you know, that got those of us who were local or who had driven in, we were there. But there were a great number of people on the team that couldn't get in. They were in airports and stuck on planes and that kind of thing. And this was so long ago that we weren't doing cell phones like we're doing now. I don't think that, I don't even know that there was a text. Ooh, Lord, I'm going back. But here's the deal. 
I always began our meetings centering. I, didn't call, I don't remember what we called it because I made up something so that it wouldn't look like spiritual practice in the corporate workplace. So whatever we, I called it, we always did it. This particular time, by the time folks got there, we were so late and had so much to do because it was the kind of meeting where folks flew in for the day, we had our meeting, and then they flew home that evening. So I was thinking, you know, I'm kind of task-oriented. And so I was thinking, we got to get busy. And we start working on the thing, and finally, some, I mean, we were just hitting each other. It was just, what it, it wasn't working. And finally, somebody said, Adrienne, you know, we didn't do that thing we always do. <laughs> that th- and I was like, what? That th- you know, you always start us off. And that changes it. And people were like, yeah. And I hadn't, it was just the thing I do. But I hadn't realized the value that others got in going to the mountain and having the mountain stand by them. And so in that moment, I simply said, well, nothing to do but do it, huh? So we stopped and we did it. We did our centering. And this was the first time we'd ever done it, or I had ever done it, with that clear intention. I always felt like I was kind of sneaking it in because I needed it, because I wanted it. But it was in that moment that I really learned that folks recognized the mountain. (laughs) And in this case, they literally asked for the mountain. Where the mountain at? Because we rest by that. Something else can happen when we do that. That's our safety for, for, for going there with each other, for trusting, for being. I run to the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. Here's the thing. It's that life responds to our belief. Not very sexy. But that's it. Life is responding to your energy. Our, each of us, in what we're believing, it has a certain energy. This is what's just just coming to my mind. Those of you who have never been afraid of dogs may not know anything about this. But those of us who have, those who are terrified, and then somewhere in the middle, they're they're the folks who are just dependent upon a dog. (laughs) We're a little uncomfortable. The bigger they get, the more uncomfortable we get. But what I learned is I can have whatever the degree of discomfort is going to be, but I don't want the dog to know it. Because I found that the dog acts different depending upon my energy. And so what I had to do was to train me to think something other than that dog's making me uncomfortable. And sometimes, you know, it starts because often the dog just appears like out of nowhere. And, and so here I am in my feelings. And I know it's not the dog's responsibility. It's not the owner's responsibility to change my feelings, to change my experience of it. It's mine. So what must I do? I must believe something other than right now I'm uncomfortable. It's true, but it's also true that I am more than uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. 
And I can lead with that. I can make that my Trump suit and just go with it. We're going to have a standoff. You the dog, I'm uncomfortable. Y'all can already see where that's going. Or I can decide I am safe. I'm at the mountain. See, I don't have to run nowhere, but in mind, I must. I must get out of this sense of, of fear and the absence of safety and get myself into a presence of being safe. And maybe liking the dog. If I'm really good at it at a particular time, I'm not always. This is not a mountaintop. I talk about running to the mountain, but this is not a mountaintop teaching. I'm not teaching from the mountaintop. I'm teaching from, I'm speaking from wherever I find myself in any given moment. It's an adventure in faith, after all. I could be anywhere, anywhere. But in that moment where I can calm myself, where I can see beyond fear and doubt and all of the stuff that is constricting. You see, there's, there's thoughts. It's all energy. It's all energy. So those barriers that... Ernest Holmes talks about, they, they're energetic barriers. And so there are thoughts that the energy of those thoughts are constrictive. When I'm thinking those thoughts, I can literally, well, I guess it's more figuratively, feel myself shrinking. You know, my, my consciousness, my heart, my ability, it, it, it's just getting smaller and tighter and tighter. But in any moment, what? I can run to the mountain. And the mountain supports me. That shift in my thinking, that shift in my intention changes everything. So I can then stand. And in a moment, I might be, that's a pretty dog. Look at how well-groomed that dog is. Or look at, I can now see, I can see something different in that moment. I can know something different. I can bet you feel something different in that moment. I can be grateful, which is, I, I tried to say last week, I called it magic, thinking somebody might be more interested. Because it isn't magic. But sometimes what you call a thing gets folks more engaged in it. Because somebody like, oh, magic, good. Oh, it's just plain old gratitude. Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I have no idea how many times I've already said that, just so you know. But this is a thing I want to make sure that I share with you. Because it kind of blew my mind open. It's from, it's Ernest Holmes. It's found in, the, in his seminal work, The Science of Mind. The Science of Mind is the title of it. And it's referred to by students who study the philosophy, the textbook. And in it, 
Ernest Holmes writes, in our ignorance of the truth, we have misused the highest power we possess. So great is this power, so complete is our freedom in this power, so absolute the domain of law through it, that the misuse of this power has brought upon us the very conditions from which we suffer. Let me, let me just say that I understand, I really do, that some parts of this philosophy, the way we teach it, you know, if you just hear a quote, and if you're going through a difficult time, there are parts of this that could piss you off. There are parts of this that could make you downright angry or bristled. Like, how dare you? I'm doing the best I can. But I need to tell you, like with everything else, if you've ever been active in any sport, you know, if you ran a little track, try telling the coach, I'm doing the best I can. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and here's the thing. I say that with great confidence. Because you say that to the coach, and then the coach puts you through something, and you realize that wasn't the best. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, an expanded best within you. So, so let me just say to you right now, I feel you. I see you doing your best. I'm here. You don't need me if you just go do that. The only reason to tune in, the reason to take the classes, the reason to be about the thing, the teaching, the philosophy, the, the, the activities that we offer or suggest for you to engage in would be if you are willing to grow the, I am as I have been, I am as I am right now, I am as I will be. If you're willing to take responsibility that all of that is happening, I hear you. Say it under your breath and then get over it. I'm doing the best I can. Just, you know, just have that moment. I'm doing the best I can. And then get in the game. Now, what else can I do? Because if you're really satisfied with where you are, just top to bottom, side to side, in and throughout, you're good, then you're excused. But if you're not, if there's some yearning in your heart, if there's some pain to heal, if there's some discomfort, if there's a greater vision, it could all be phenomenal and you still have a greater vision, then I suggest that you hear this through new ears and see it through new eyes and feel it through a new heart. He says we are bound because we are first free. The power which appears to bind us is the only power in the universe that can free us. Yeah, that means you got to hang out in that until you can discern which is which and how to embrace it all. This is why that gratitude is like magic. It's mystical. Give thanks even if you can't figure out why you're giving thanks. Because you know it works. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, this is why Yeshua, 
the master teacher that the world ultimately came to call Jesus, that's me just putting in the correction here, summed up his whole philosophy with this simple statement, it is done unto you as you believe. The great teacher looked so deeply into nature that she revealed her fundamental simplicity to him. That believe and that as. Believe, the word believe, and the word as. Those two concepts symbolize heaven and hell. And so we suffer, he says, not because suffering is imposed upon us, but because we're ignorant of our true nature. I've come today that we not be ignorant about our true nature, that we get that there is there is not only something more to us, there's something greater that is happening in us if we would simply allow it, if we'd give it the space required, if we could just run to the mountain and allow the mountain, the truth to stand by us and in us. You know, Ernest Holmes' axiom, change your thinking, change your life. I say it as change your thinking and you change your life. You don't, it doesn't require that you then go to change your life like that's a separate activity. It's really the consequence. The consequence of you having changed your thinking change the way you have ordered your life, the way you, so you once saw family, if we double back, you once saw family is not supporting you, not being there. I'm not saying to you make up a lie about it, although if it helps you in the moment, it's a new story. It's, it's, it's to, the opportunity would be to reframe that. Maybe that thing you've been telling us about how you're doing your best, maybe we could spread a little bit on the family. Maybe we could begin affirming, oh, they're probably doing their best. Start with probably doing their best and work your way to they're doing their best. You don't have to like their best, just like we're not necessarily appreciating yours. But we could begin to simply let them off the hook because the moment we do, we're free. You know the axiom about putting folks in jail requires jailers. So if you hold them in that place where nobody can access it with love and with caring and compassion and understanding, then you got to be the jailer. You got to make sure they don't get out of that. You have to make sure that somehow they're not out having a good time. You've seen people. That where, you, where somebody has decided, I'm not speaking to her. And then they messed up and forgot in a moment. Just simply being them, speaking, and then like, I'm speaking to her. And do you see what you have to do to get back to that, that shrunken, sunken place? <laughs> that place where you, where you feel, where you doubt the hope where you doubt the joy, where you believe you do not have access to the mountain. 
Now, if you joined me mid-message, I need you to know I'm not really up here teaching about mountains. That it's a metaphor for what's the most empowering belief we have, where we see our safety, where we know the truth of our being, where we're willing to accept the truth, where we sense our freedom, our sense of freedom. Jen Johns wrote a song entitled Freedom in which she says, open up your eyes, look right into the sun. Trust that you're worthy. Go stepping into the beyond. Imagine. Make them call you freedom. Make them call you freedom. Out of your knowing, out of your being, out of your willingness to embrace the truth, no matter what. This is Jen Johns with Freedom. Stepping into 
the song speaks to the idea that we are certainly the one power, the one divine essence and a part of the one. A theme that we learn in the science of mind teachings that we do what is ours to do. To be a part of the flow of energy is our calling. It is our responsibility to be free in front of others. That is how we liberate, by disarming and inspiring people to be exactly who they are. today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life. Planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Good day, family. And so we have arrived at our time for gracious giving here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. We are so appreciative of your generosity and how you support this ministry. And you can give simply by sending a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online on our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. My favorite way of giving is by using my smartphone and texting the word give to 510 55849, and that method is available to you as well. But no matter which method you use, it's important that we maintain the proper consciousness in our giving, blessing our good, thereby establishing the good that our gift will do in the world. 
So wherever you may be in the world, I invite you now to take your gift in hand or otherwise place your hand over your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is. Thank you, Revelo. Family, I'm reminding you how you can continue to be engaged at Heart and Soul, beginning with what's happening tomorrow and every Monday our Around the Year with Emmett Fox with our practitioners, a book study that begins at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time that allows you the opportunity to really dive deep uh, in the daily read with Emmett Fox. You can join by visiting... You can join via Zoom by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review and uh, be a part of that uh, profoundly life-changing book study. On Wednesdays, Imagining Justice is hosted by Valerie Joy and David. And this Wednesday, Sacred Conversations, Healing Spirituality is happening with the Heart and Soul health and well-being circle. I know their collaboration together is always profound. It is always life-changing. So make sure that you're there for that. That happens on Wednesdays at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time with meditation. You can visit heartsoulcenter.org slash imaginingjustice to join in, or you can call in at 669-900-6833. The meeting ID is 432 Three nine two four I want to remind you that we have moved, and if you're considering a gift for our new church home, gift cards are a great idea from any of these familiar retailers. And we still have a few items on our original Amazon wish list, so please feel free to visit that at heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. Heart and Soul continues to support Marcus Bookstores, the oldest independently owned black bookstore in the country, and Kingston 11, Jamaican cuisine at the town's gathering space. We are, want to make sure that those businesses are still thriving, family, and so we invite you to support them as well. Our Youth and Family Village the, has two arms. The Pulse meets on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time via Zoom. You can have your teen send email to thepulse at heartsoulcenter.org for access. And our Youth and Family Village for ages 4 to 12 has fun and meaningful vis- videos available anytime at heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfv. And now on fourth Sundays, there's a live gathering via Zoom at 4 p.m. Pacific time. The next gathering will be May 23rd. You can send You can send an email to get access at yfv at heartsoulcenter.org. And at this time, it is my great pleasure to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette Earl. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. So I'm just grateful for y'all tuning in. that you would spend your morning with us. I just thank you and I want to acknowledge you for being here in the, in the greater Bay Area, certainly, you know, locally, Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Richmond, San Rafael, Hayward, Union City. Thank you. 
thank you for hanging out. And one day soon, we will be having services. Now, that's a whole thing for us to work out, just in terms of the numbers and the cleaning and meeting all the requirements. But just know that we're addressing it and looking at how do we do this and uh, keep everyone safe and uh, meet the guidelines, etc. So beyond the Bay, Los Angeles and Roseville, thank you. And then outside of California, uh, Atlanta, Aurora, uh, I guess that's Colorado, I guess, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Jackson, Mississippi, Haco, Costa Rica, Las Vegas, Maui, Spartanburg, South Carolina, St. Louis, Missouri, Tucson, Arizona, Waterford, Connecticut, and uh, I have family. Good morning, Mother Agnes in Leesburg and my brother Lonnie. Front Royal, Virginia, and Charlotte, North Carolina. I am grateful. Hear it, sense it, know that it makes a difference that you're here and that now I know you're here as well. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Big shout out and thanks to Jennifer Johns and Brannis McKenzie, our hospitality circle and our virtual community team, the folks who the folks who bring you the Sunday morning service. It requires a small village and yet a village consciousness. Here's I'm always thinking, because I'm a resource person, so in my own life, <clears throat> pardon me, set the goal, and then what is going to support me in accomplishing, uh, realizing my vision, accomplishing my goals, my objectives, is there something to do? And the first thing is shifting my consciousness, and sometimes I need help with that, and that's why I offer you that we are trying to get prayer available to you, coming and going and in between. So here's what we know for sure, is that prayer works. And so in order to make sure that you have access to prayer, 10 minutes after our service, you can join via Zoom or you can call in by phone. And just in case you are online now, but joining us by phone, let me give you the number. It is 669-900-6833. And so you can call in by phone and be a part of the prayer that happens right after the service. Also, you can just dial 510-607-7747. And that will give you access to the prayer request line. So that's a 24-7 number. And we have, practi- we have prayer facilitators who are checking that line who will then get back to you. They will return your call and do prayer. All right? You can also email. We're just, you, see, I'm just trying to make sure you know all the ways you can be prayed for. And I'm believing you want to be. And dare I say, just getting all up in your Kool-Aid, you ought to want to be prayed for. So you just email prayer and care. Think about it. What you want is prayer and care. Email prayer and care at heartsoulcenter.org. And you, my love, are in like Flynn. If you just want to listen to a prayer 
and have your choice of prayers, we have a podcast that has a number of laser prayers, which means the intention is they get right to it. And about health and healing and love and relationships and prosperity and family and just go there and browse, but allow us to pour love and prayer into your circumstance and situation. Go to heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. Get your prayer on. And as if that's not enough, heart and soul, and Sunday doesn't quite do it for you, but you need another little pop, there's our point of power. That's a video blog that I did for a few years, and so the videos are archived, and you can have direct access to it. You can do a eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You could go through the list and get the little thumbnails and get a sense of a little blurb about what it's about and just be blessed by an idea to just get you through. If you're like me, every now and then there's a moment. You got it going on, but there's a moment when you need a little help. And so this could be these resources are a part of the mountain I've been talking about. Let the mountain stand by you. Let it support you in this time and under these circumstances. So, ah, and so we just rest. I brought my phone up here, um, and then I wasn't as conscientious as I should have been about what I was going to, darn it, what I have, and the reason I brought my phone up is because I have an affirmation app on my phone. And so when I went back um, after I, you know, shared my message, today's message with you, when I went back to sit for a bit, there was the affirmation popped up. They just, I forget how I have it set, but it pops up. But I'm going to go with this one. And the one that was there, I brought this back to share with you. But I didn't hold it on the screen, so it's gone. And now something else has come, so you get to something else because it's good too. As I change my thinking, I change consciousness. I affect what happens in my world. My dominant thought prevails. That's like custom made as I think about it. And so we, we begin with this awareness this awareness that my dominant thought prevails. So knowing that, knowing that my dominant thought prevails, I stand right here. I stand firmly in an awareness that I am directing my thought very specifically. And in this moment, I'm directing my thought in the divine recognition of the all in all. I am knowing the living one, the strong one, in all of its aspects that I can possibly envision. I am knowing the love of the divine. I am declaring that Mother, Father, Source is surrounding and enfolding me from top to bottom and side to side, that in and throughout the entirety of my being, God is and all is well. I'm recognizing right here that I'm living the life of God. 
and that the life of God is living me. Look at here, I'm breathing the breath of God, and the breath of God is breathing me, and that this is true for each and every one of us. All of us, each and every one of us, is breathing the breath of God, the breath of the divine, while the breath of the divine is breathing us. That we are living the life of the living one, the strong one. And the strong one, the living one, is living us. So see, knowing that, I know that it's going to be all right. Whew. I know that everything required for my adventure in faith is provided. I know that there's not a spot where God is not, that there's nothing that is missing from the divine equation required for my love, for my life, for the goodness in my life to be made manifest. Oh, I speak this word from a sense of empowerment from a sense of knowing that it is done unto me as I believe. So right now I'm getting everything else out of the way, the stuff I used to believe. <laughs> Can't hamper me in this moment. Can't hold me back in this moment. Because I'm willing to believe something else. And even if I can't fully form all that I'm choosing to believe, I am declaring the part I got. God is, I am, all is well. That there is a divine health and well-being that is available to me, available to us, available. And so I'm standing in the gap right now. I'm willing to know whatever it is I must know in order to call this forward. To call it into manifestation, into divine demonstration, that I would know that I would experience a greater expression of health and well-being. That I know that right now, right now, Something quite magnificent is unfolding. I can't say what and for who, but I know it's so. With every fiber of my being, I know it's so. I know it's happening right now. Not because I say it's happening. I'm saying it's happening because it is. I'm just calling it out. That there is a divine healing, a divine revelation, divine goodness right here where each of us is right now. And there's something in this prayer. There's a bit of a key. Picture it as a skeleton key. There's a bit of a key that is unlocking the good and giving each and every one of us direct access to it. It already is. This word is directed to remind us, to open us, to this truth, to this experience, to this love. And so I just give it up. I give this word up to the law, which I know is love. And so I'm presenting this word, I'm done. What I know for sure is that it cannot possibly return void. That it must absolutely produce in like kind. 
guided, guarded, propelled into the love and law. I know that it's done, and it's done well in God. And so I rest, and I seal this for all eternity by simply saying, Ashe, amen, and so it is. Love matters, y'all. Love matters. Oh, no.